I know who you really are. Who you really are is the cyber bully, internet troll, reality Von Tees. No. You are an internet troll. You are a cyber bully. You have been tweeting and undermining and bullying all of us for four years. You are reality bunchies. I have the facts to prove it. And I no. have texts from your phone number. Wait, you what? I am reality bunchies. I'm applying to be friends with these girls. Are you as lying? reality bunchies. I you want to see, see the right now. Yeah, I would oh love to see oh it right gosh, now. Guess how you know I'm telling the truth. I have your perfect formula. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, f***ing everything to prove that you are a f***ing bully and a f***ing troll and you do not deserve to be at this table or anywhere near any of us for the way you have treated us. Every single one of us has woken up in that fear for the sh that you toasted. That is bullshit. That was never my f***ing account. You're done. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. Happy New Year. Happy Bravo New Year. And do you think we got the best episode of the year already? Yeah, like probably. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to match this in 2024, baby. I know. I've been busy. I've been working on my vacanza, so I watched Salt Lake. I got up crazy early this morning, like mm -hmm. at the 4.15, couldn't sleep. So at 5.30 a.m. I watched Salt Lake. I swear, with my tippity typing, I reckon it took me like two and a half hours to watch it. And were you just screaming and waking up the neighbourhood, like, with your reactions? No, because the dogs were chewing their bones and living their best life. And I noticed that when I gasped, they all stopped and looked at me. And then the first thing they do, because we've got these massive windows in the room out overlooking the park, and they straight away look to the window thinking, oh, it must be a dog they'll get their bark on. I don't need no, them waking up the Monica. neighbourhood at 5.30 in the morning. Yes, it's the other bitch. So wow, 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 I was wow. just trying to hold it all in and I'm like, oh, mm, oh my God. Like, try, But I was keeping it all in. You would have been proud. Let's take your temperature. So... You know how like two weeks ago before Christmas we were like, I don't know if it'll live up to the hype. Do you think it lived up to the hype? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And are you shocked? Well, what are you feeling right now? I'm feeling like I am impressed with you taking the high road because we've been recording for one minute and 40 seconds and you have yet to say, <laughs> Mariana, I told you so. So go on, Nathan, take the floor. No, I, it's not like that. I'm not oh, going to I told you so. Yes! I told you so. Told you so. Told you so. Told you, told you so. <laughs> oh, I got goosebumps for you. You got to do it. And I just bet Meredith Marks is sitting in a bathtub right now with a glass of rose and just thinking, like, I fucking told you I'm vindicated. Well, I mean, bitch upgraded to a jacuzzi. How have <laughs> yeah. we not suggested she get a hot tub before? I know. Like, hello. Yeah, that's that's the big takeaway from the episode. <laughs> she needs to buy a house so that she can have a permanent hot tub. Yeah, she just doesn't want to live in Utah. Right, you she's, reckon that's what it she is? She does it for the show. That's why she's got a rental. Yeah, okay. Don't they own a house somewhere else wherever he actually works? I have no idea. But she's a New York girl. Okay, wherever the fuck you she actually lives. You can't fuck half of New York without living in New York, I always say. Well, there you go. Okay, so where are you and Monica right now? I'm... Loving that she actually has more story 
but I mm-hmm. don't know how quickly I'm going to get sick of her playing up this villain card. Because I think mm. her going in survival mode, she doesn't think she's done anything wrong. She's crazy. I bet you that's the card she plays at reunion. No one is getting an apology from Monica. No one. Wow. That's what I think's going to happen. Do you think she'll be back next season? None of the ladies are going to want to film with her. Uh, no. She may have had Angie on side, but she shot that to shit. Oh, God, poor Angie. Oh, that not poor Angie. That bitch was just left out throughout the whole episode. <laughs> it's such an afterthought. <laughs> I don't know if Mary will be back. I don't know if Angie will be back. Mm-hmm. As much as the ladies don't get a say-so as to who's on the show, mm-hmm. but I just don't see anyone wanting to film with her. I see that core four doing ten seasons. Like yeah. this episode, they really solidified it for me. Oh, mate, they came together. As much as I wanted, like Whitney fired two weeks ago, now I'm like, <laughs> keep that bitch on TV for the rest of my life. I think it would be great to see what Monica does with it and to see more stuff come out because how long can you talk about someone that's not on the show? I mean, obviously a whole mm. season, Ginger. But Monica isn't, like her story is entwined in the drama of the show. So I can see Bravo wanting her there. Yeah. But then moving forward, what's Monica going to give us if they move forward? Like it needs to be a season of unravelling the shit on Monica Mm -hmm. or there's almost no point. We can't pretend that nothing's happened and no one will want to film with her. Yeah. As as a season though, like – the way that this all comes out at the final episode, like, did they plan this? Like, is Heather just a genius? I don't know, man, but I have to say I was just thinking before, if it wasn't for Heather, like, I don't know if it would have been as great as it was. I think you're right on that one because, like, you know, we say, like, oh, we don't like when they produce themselves, but, like, Heather's fucking good at it. Yeah. She can produce herself all the time. Like, her soliloquies were on oh. point. Oh. Like, deux point. 12 points for her soliloquies. I was saying to you before, like, I don't know how long the intro is going to be. Well, you guys will already know because she just gave us so much. So much. And she took what Monica said earlier and she flipped it oh. with the receipts, proof, timeline. Oh. Like she's oh, fucking brilliant. goosebumps. Do you want to go through this through it from the top? We got to. We got to. Okay. Because we're kind of just blabbering about it. I know, but it's so good. Is it my? It's my turn, isn't it? I do believe so. Oh, God. I have way too many pages, so we'll see. So it's episode 16, Mysteries Revealed. We open with, like, these stormy Bermuda skies and, like, Mm -hmm. crackling thunder. And so, obviously, ominous. We're at the beach where our preacher, Heather, is telling Mm -hmm. the ladies, there's something I need to tell you guys. It's big. It's not good. I've had some info confirmed today and I've been wrestling with it all day. Bullshit, producer told you to say that. And she's like, you know, I'm not sure how to tell you, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's someone and she's plotted and profited from our lives and and our pain and it was all lies. She's not our friend. Mm -hmm. Then all the while we're getting these a few flashes of this Bermuda Triangle dinner where they're clearly <laughs> like, I don't know, it reminded me of the Seinfeld airing of grievances. Thank you, Frank Costanza. And then we rewind to eight hours earlier. It's the start of day four. Uh, you know, I love a time jump. I know, right? And everyone seems so chilled. It's like coming down for breakfast, like half asleep. But all I was thinking was, remember, whilst it's been weeks for us, for them, the night before, 
Whitney was chasing Heather down the street, hollering about her exploited vagina. Yeah. Day four, man, a lot has happened in Bermuda. And, you know, that may be the timeline for them, but for me, I'm like, you know what, the vagina stuff's so 2023. Exactly. Like, I don't even want to engage with it in 2024. I don't disagree with you, especially because I knew something was coming and because it has been weeks I've gained at least two kilos in the last two weeks, (laughs) which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but bitch, I gained a kilo a week. Mm. Basically, like eating was the activity that I did this, this vacanza. And then we're getting all these scenes leading up to. So Monica wakes up and jumps into Whitney's bed to chat. Whitney's still got her fucking jewels on. Bitch, don't tell me you weren't drunk the night before. You went to Mm -hmm. bed with your with your costume jewelry on. That shit's not comfy. And Whitney's like, when I go back to the house, I tried to talk to Heather. It's like, bitch, too soon. Yeah, yeah, we don't care. And she decides to spend the time grieving and honouring her best friend. It's like, Whitney, can you stop playing the dead friend card? Like, what does that have to do with anything? You screamed at Heather, basically telling us, my cousin didn't want to make up with me. I was ostracised and alone, so I went to the beach to have a cry. Not Mm -hmm. I was honouring my friend. You were rejected, so you had a big cry. I don't know, it just seemed really tasteless to me. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Monica tells her that Lisa basically was calling her dramatic. If that is not the fucking drinking word of this episode, I don't know what is. Actually, Monica says that later, doesn't she? I think so, Was it dramatic later? It's the same thing, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. You're all fucking dramatic. Now, of course, I'm like doing a double take on everything Monica says. (laughs) So do you now think she has family in Bermuda that we're going to meet up with her or was that all fake? I think that her mum hates her enough that if she was lying about it, her mum would have said she was lying. Okay. But it does sort of make you want to rewatch the whole season to see how she Kaiser Soze'd everyone. She so did Kaiser Soze everyone. I love that movie. Then Whitney goes to Heather's room straight after that. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. Heather repeats that she read Whitney every word in her book beforehand, took out the part that Whitney didn't like, and Whitney's response is, but then I read it. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. Does she not, like... What? Like, I guess maybe she was... She comprehends things more with the written word when she's reading it than hearing it. She's playing the dumb blonde card. Is that what she's doing? Why doesn't she just say, I want a TV time? I know. It's almost as if Heather texted her and just said, look, I know you're trying to make this your big finale storyline, but I'm cooking something up. Let's just drop it because trust me, trust me, cuz I've got something bigger brewing. Let's just squash this because then they just squash it. Well, I felt like Heather was like, okay, you're not going to agree with me. I know the truth. I don't care. It was Mm -hmm. Heather was just like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're right. Do you reckon Heather already knew? Well, she had to have already known because she said she sent the shit to bleep and it was obviously someone at, like, page 60 places. Well, she so she said it was, was it the day before or the day before on the beach where she, where Monica said, like, I would be the type of person who would fake, create a fake account. Mm. Like, she said that was sort of the red flag and that's when she started her investigations. The day before she said it. So I don't know how confirmed things were, like, obviously not at this point, but I think she was cooking some things up. So I'm just making this up, but... I'm imagining when you're with your hairstylist, you're with each other for at least half an hour, if not an hour, every time you get your hair did. That's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you didn't know that this woman and Monica were besties back in the day. They're clearly not friends Mm -hmm. anymore. 
which means she's going to be happy to bitch about Monica with you every time you bitch about Monica. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how long you've known this and how long this woman has kept it from you because if this woman isn't also this whatever the finsters call, if this woman isn't also Reality Von Tees and she's no longer friends with Monica, she would have told you all this before. Yeah, it sort of sounds like the hairdresser's not that reliable. It's sort of like maybe Heather has said things to a hairdresser and then they've popped up on the account. So I think she was probably connecting dots a little while back. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. This woman just doesn't seem innocent because if if you are no longer friends with someone, i.e. you don't like them no more mm-hmm. and someone's bitching about them and you have these receipts, you're Did not you keeping them to yourself for fucking four years. Yeah, it's the delaying it because she is also implicated. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Potentially Heather knows this because she says she had a crisis of conscience. So Uh obviously that means, yeah, I was complicit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll find out at the reunion, hopefully, now that Heather started revealing all, she's going to find it difficult. And let's get Tanisha on. Yes. Give her a chair. I mean, we may as well make her the next friend of. (laughs) What happens next? Oh, they go for a scooter ride and shopping. And I've got to say, apart from Monica's credit card, almost not working, it was a pretty low-key day. Like, not much happened. I know, but that scene with, with the credit card was pretty funny. And so, like, now people on the internet are like, did Heather not bring a credit card just to see if Monica would pay oh. for it? Because also Monica has revealed that she never paid it back. <laughs> she really? She didn't? Heather didn't pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does owe her money for Beauty Lab and Laser. Yeah, she's recouping the loss. It's so good. <laughs> That was very funny. And the way they were all sort of like <laughs> Heather and Angie were watching to see if the card would decline from uh, across the store. Very totally. funny. Yeah, I know. Very funny. And then she's like, oh, international transactions weren't turned on. So that must have been her just-in-case card. Yeah, right. Or she was just like sneakily transferring herself some more money or something. Fair enough. I do that all the time, hey. Yeah. Because I'm a poor person and I can't have a gajillion dollars in my account. Yeah. We're just like Monica, except we don't have a Finster. Yeah, well, no, that's true. Oh, God, who has the fucking time? I'm too old. Please, I tried to do TikTok. No, it's too confusing. It's not Mm -hmm. for me. I'm too old. So that's pretty much done. They get on the bus. They go back to the house. And then it says one hour later, Heather gets called. But we can't see her. We can only hear her. Mm. She's in her room. She's shutting the door. And we hear her say, hey, what did you find out? Are you kidding me right now? Shut the fuck up. I'm trembling. I cannot believe it's her. How could she do this to us? I'm freaking the fuck out. And a producer tells the crew, just go in, just go in. Yeah. And then she's seriously doing these, you guys, no, seriously, not now. And she physically manoeuvres the camera operator towards her door and shuts it in their face. She's doing a lot of that, like, not now, guys, stuff. Yeah. But she's not taking the mic off. No. Good for her. Who's, who's on the other line of this phone call? Well, it's obviously this person from the page six or I'm, I'm using page six as an example. I don't know. So it's oh, obviously like an investigative her friend. Journalist. We're really calling them investigative journalists. <laughs> her friend at the tabloid press, who I'm not putting down because this is where I get my daily news. Mm-hmm. But she's called her friend at the tabloid press and they've come back to her and confirmed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Why she's so shocked though when she's the one that had all the receipts that she was delivering to her 
investigative journalist friend. So I don't get why she's so shocked. Well, it must be the just like final nail in the coffin, like there's no more benefit of the doubt kind of a thing. She is a ride or die or she's faking it. Either way, she did a brilliant job. Tens across the board from Heather. Completely turned around on Heather. I know, like, right? I'm so team Heather right now. It's it's crazy. Everyone's team Heather again. And I'm feeling bad re last year in the black eye, like how much I hated her. I didn't hate her. It was she was lying. Yeah. And we were sick and tired of having to hear her lie about it. Like, that is obnoxious. I know, but now I feel sympathy for her for being in that position where she felt like she had to lie about being, like, yeah. It was. Yeah, do I feel sympathy for her? She felt she had to lie or she chose to lie. Probably mm. both. I mean, it's both, obviously. I really shouldn't. Yeah, no, I guess. I never considered if I'd feel bad for her. No. I don't feel bad, but mostly because I don't remember what I said. I know. <laughs> don't go back and listen. No, exactly. I'm going to do a Denise Richards and pretend I rewatched it when I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then we get, I call them supers. They call them chirons. Anyway, four hours later, we're at this dinner and those dolls from that little house on the prairie lunch. Mm. They're sitting in their bowls. They really do look like, what are the ones that you call when you put pins in them? Voodoo. They look like crazy voodoo dolls, don't they? The dolls have come back and Heather reveals the theme for the dinner is the Bermuda Triangle. Classic. I know Heather has a a bigger life than me, but you might want to Google Bermuda Triangle before you start talking about what it is because she clearly doesn't know what it is. Yeah. What does she call it? The Devil's Island? No one said it was an island. It's yeah. called the Devil's Triangle. But anyway, uh-huh. I don't understand where she's equating it to unsolved. Mi- oh, I suppose it is unsolved mysteries. Well, it's a, it's a narrative device. Yes. She's just she's just camping it up. And I think that's what these dolls are. She's just what I think is happening is they've all sort of said, "Let's make Monica feel comfortable at this dinner before we shove the knife in." Yeah, but and she so- cried at that prairie lunch. What do we call it? Little house on the prairie. What did they call it? The more, the the crazy more. Anyway, whatever it is, the the lunch with the bonnets and the dolls. Yeah, and I think they have this fake fight between, I don't know, Lisa and whatever Mm. um, to get Monica to feel like Ah, her guards dropped, like, oh, this is just normal run-of-the-mill, nothing's afoot. And that's why I think Heather didn't even have Monica's doll in front of her. She had Meredith's doll. I think that was another, like, little deflection Mm. just to put Monica at ease, perhaps. That's my theory. I think this is brilliant. We have Lisa and Whitney just doing the don't be so dramatic with the 14 times they said the word dramatic with the counter. That was great. Yeah, I think it's a fake fight. Of course it's a fake fight. Of course it is. You're so right. It's not a real fight because all of them are finally on the same side for once. So Uh you're right. That's when Heather turns to Monica and she says she has an unsolved mystery, if you will. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And that mystery is who is the real Monica? And, again, she starts a little soliloquy with we bonded over being single mums and we had fun and we get this great B-roll and flashes of of Uh, her and Monica uh, smiling and having fun. So good. good. And she's like, who appeared to be a truth teller. And she's like, I don't feel like that's the real Monica. The real Monica is someone who really doesn't want to be our friend but wants to profit from our lives and our pain. First of all, hun, she had 5,000 followers. What's she profiting? But – 
Anyway, she says, I know who you really are. Well, she and got on the show. Oh, well, that's true. And who you really are is, and it cuts, and we get two hours earlier. <laughs> I love it. This is so good. Oh, God. Whew. I know, right? And this is where we get Heather on the beach alone. One by one, the ladies descend the stairs and walk towards her at the beach. Big little lies, baby. Totally. And then I thought, oh, my God, they're all coming one by one. And I'm like, oh, except Angie, because she doesn't care. Oh, my God. Is Angie watching from the window? Just like, who filled her in? Did did someone fill her in before the dinner? Bitch, she's like flowers in the attic, man. No one's thinking about (laughs) her. They've all forgotten about her. (laughs) Poor bitch. She's looking out the window with her big sunnies on. (laughs) Oh, she's just wandering around the halls being like, where is everybody maybe they asked her to run interference with monica maybe because it's not like monica had someone to do glam she would have done her own yeah maybe that's what yeah oh god see we need a second unit camera (laughs) to like give us scenes for when they were trying to exclude monica or angie or do you think angie's watching at home being like what the fuck when did they film this (laughs) (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs) see this is what i want to know just for the funsies this should be what's on the secrets revealed episode Mm -hmm. and this is when she tells them all that monica is someone who has schemed to infiltrate the friend group and the name that you know her all by is reality von tees and they're all in shock and i have no idea what they're talking about and thank god we get heather in confessional saying that An Instagram account from three years ago was dedicated to exposing Jim Shah, but then expanded to basically attack all of them and they never knew who this person was. And look, some of the posts that they showed us were full on. I get it. It's the same Mm -hmm. shit that we would have said if our... Well, we did have a podcast three years ago. It's the same shit we were saying. Yeah, but we're not trying to be their friends and lying about it, which is the big thing. Would I tell them to their face, if I saw them at BravoCon, would I seriously go, oh, my God, Meredith, I so thought it was you. No, of no, course not. No, I wouldn't. No. I'd be like, how's Brooks? Yeah, she was catfishing them, basically. Oh, well, I never thought of it like that. It's duplicitous. And the fact that they all reacted with such, like, shock and horror made me think, like, oh, yeah, they hate this account. Especially going through all the Jen Shah stuff where they were pummeled for sticking by her. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Heather's hairstylist used to be Monica's best friend, yada, yada, yada. And then these wonderful editors, we get these flashes of Monica throughout the season exposing all of their stuff. And the way that they edited it makes me feel like an absolute moron for sticking up for Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm an oversharer, so I assumed that she was just being like me. No, she was being the mouthpiece and playing dumb about it. She was. Well, no, she was revealing the information and acting like a mouthpiece when she was just the mouth. Well, that's true. Yeah, wow. Yeah, she'd be like, I'm just saying it because they're saying it. I didn't realise that they were using me as a pawn to bring it up on camera. It's like, bitch, yeah, no, you're the queen. Yeah, wow. You're not a pawn. You're moving all around the board. Wow. And everyone else is playing checkers. She's been playing chess all along. Uh Uh-huh. Really, though, you think? Well, she got on the show, which is, I think... Yeah, that is the Huge. big card. Yes. What is she just like some like Jen Shaw assistant, this broke bitch from the suburbs of Utah, and then she got on the show. Yeah. Like that was her like coup. Yeah, that's true. So whatever she did, it worked. I just watched it this morning, people. I haven't had time to. <laughs> You're so much cleverer and cluey than me. <laughs> You're processing the shock. I'm still in shock, okay? I'm still in shock. And then we find out that. Heather went to Butte 11 Laser to get her a gift card and 
she finds out that there are three Monikas in the system, all with different last names but with the same birthday, and one of them hasn't paid a bill, mm-hmm. which we already knew about that. That's about the lawsuit, which I don't think anything's going to happen with it again because if Heather owes her money and hasn't paid it back, that's not going to bode well for Heather. Well, but Heather's in a different court of public opinion right now. I don't think she really cares about that. I think she's saying these are all proofs to show that this person's a monster. That's true. It's like who cares if she loses that court case? Yeah. And, yeah, look, the timing of the DMs was odd, which I didn't really understand that one of the DMs that Monica got was an hour before the last dinner. I didn't realise yeah. that. But that does that mean that I would think anything differently at the time? Probably not. It was more like, why is this person who's not been on the show yet getting DMs? <laughs> it you never really made sense. say that. And <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I just remember thinking when you said that, yes, that is absolutely true and odd and, yeah, that's weird. But then I also know that I read the page six. I don't read the, what do you call it, the Twitter or anything like that where mm-hmm. cast are revealed and then people go and deep dive on them. So yeah, I kind yeah. of assumed, oh, okay, people just knew because they wanted to know who was in the car. Yeah. I'm sure there are a bunch of other DM accounts. Like, this isn't the only Finstar out there. No. And, like, I'm sure maybe Meredith was DMing someone. Like, but this is overtaken all of that now. Yes, this is all we care about for right now. Yep. And she says the clincher was when she said she didn't think Meredith or any of them would be the one to send the DMs, but that she would do that shit all day. So Heather says this Tanisha came clean about Monica being reality Von Tees and that she was there when she did it and she sends Heather all the screenshots. We've kind of gone through this, right? I don't mm-hmm. really need to repeat it. Yeah. So my favourite part of the beach scene, though, has to be Meredith finally becoming activated and saying, I am so tired of people trying to hurt us. This is so fucked up. And she's like fake crying with the wind blowing her hair <laughs> in her face. Beautiful. It was so good. And, yes, Heather confirms that all the videos about Jen Shah abusing her staff were filmed and released by Monica. Mm. Back to the dinner. This is oh. where Heather does the, I know who you really are. And then, yes, she says, you are reality Von Tees. Monica says, no, that is her first response. And Heather's like, I have texts from your phone to prove it. I have receipts. And Monica is all like, I'd like to see that. And then we get that delicious, I have your perfect formula, receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything to prove that you are an effing bully and a troll. And that you don't deserve to be at this table or anywhere near us. First, Monica denies it and Heather's just standing her ground and that's when Monica says she kind of flips a switch Uh and she gets really calm a la Meredith and says that's not entirely true. Yeah, that really goops everyone at the table. They're like, wait, what does that mean? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa's like, what do you mean entirely? I mean, obviously we know what she means. So... In this time here, we get Heather saying that Monica was at the store where that dude stole the purse. She was blonde. Oh, this gagged me. Were you gagged at that security footage? I was gagged because we've seen the footage before. I know. How did no one put that together? I mean, it was pretty sketchy, like scratchy, sketchy footage. That's her face, though. No well, shit. the top half of it. Like... I know. Jessica Fletcher would have got that. We're all dum-dums. Vera would have got that. not clocking that. Yeah, for sure. We are dum-dums. I'm sure someone clocked it. But, again, I'm not on the Twitter because every time I try this Twitter, you have to go through so much stuff to find anything you It's team too much. <laughs> no, I, I need my sp- social media spoon-fed to my face. Yeah. I can't. But And the flashback to when she's like, oh, this store's really cute. I've never <gasps> been here before. I was like, you're a dirty, rotten liar. 
can you believe that? Why would you bold-faced lie like that? Like, she, why would you bother? She lies about everything. She's she a liar. Does. She is a liar. Well, she learnt from the best. We've met her mother. I mean, look at me still trying to blame her mum. This is when Lisa accuses her of doing drive-bys past Jen's house where Monica... What, what does this exactly mean? Drive-by, just like drive-by to take photos and stuff? Maybe. I thought she meant like you got into this group via Jen Shah and you got to Jen by stalking her online and stalking her house. Right. Okay. That's what I thought she meant because yeah. Monica like calls her a dumb bitch. She's like, I didn't have to do drive-bys at her house. I was fucking there. I don't know. I didn't like this Monica when she was like cornered and just calling Lisa old and saying she has Donald Trump hands. I mean, that bit I didn't like that. But she was, <laughs> she's very like... She's mean. Vicious. Yeah, she's vicious. And it's just about age. It's like, oh, get something else. She's picking low-hanging fruit because she knows it'll hurt her. Well, she believes it will hurt her. Mm-hmm. At least she can pay her bills. Well, she can at this point with her 10,000 lawyers. No one seems to be coming for her for unpaid bills. Oh, wait, except maybe the IRS. <laughs> this is when in confessional Monica reveals that the account was run by multiple people. Their mission was to take down Jen and the rest of the ladies were just collateral damage, which that, no, that's not true. They're not collateral damage because it would be collateral damage if when pointing out what was horrible about Jen, if the mm-hmm. ladies happen to be there, see it and not say anything and make them look bad. That's collateral damage, mm-hmm. not Oh, by the way, do you know this shit about their personal lives? Like, and did the FBI need help taking down Jen? Like, was the FBI consulting not. this Instagram to see videos of Jen yelling at her assistant? Like, I don't think that was really connected. No, but I don't necessarily think that Monica and these other people were thinking about taking her down in terms of like the FBI. They meant taking her down in terms of public opinion. No? Right. Why else would you have a social media account? It's not like she was doing YouTube videos exposing with evidence Jen Shah's illicit activities. She was trying to make the public hate her because the public fucking loved her, which would make you incensed. When you're being abused by a boss in the Mm -hmm. way that Jen abused these guys... Yeah, because we did all love Jen at the start, didn't we? This is what I'm saying. And the fact that she's, like, spending $50,000 on a birthday party for Meredith and yet can't pay her staff, like, you'd be incensed. I I kind of feel like I'm sticking up for Monica, but I don't blame her for wanting to do what she did to Jen. But I think let's just not fall into the trap of thinking that she's telling the truth now. Like, I still think she's lying. I don't believe that she's that she's telling the truth. At the end of the day, there was no need to say that Whitney was picking up people to, like, partner swap in a public bathroom. Mm. Like, that's got nothing to do with Jen Shah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of like, you know, if, if there was a Real Housewives of Wollongong and we knew the people <laughs> and we were into gossip, which we might be. Which we you know, might. like, I think, like, you start maybe revealing a little Easter egg to the audience and mm. then... You get high off of the response. You do it again. It sort of becomes this thing. Like, they were in it for their own purposes, whoever they are. Of course they were. She felt like that nearness to fame and she was getting off and getting high on it. Yeah, of course she was. If it was about taking down Jen Shah, then do that. Release those videos. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, and the way she's like, you know, I didn't do that much. It was a group of people. But then she also knows that Angie Kay is doing DMs. She knows She's like, you all interacted with the account. And I'm like, that indicates to me that you've been logging in daily. Like, you are aware of this account. And she's throwing this hairdresser under the bus. And the way that she's acting all cool, she, it just, it's coming across creepy. I'm not saying I believe her when she says, I only shared the things about Jen. 
So she's trying to say it wasn't her account that she gave Taisha. Is that her name? Sorry. I should Tanisha. know that. Tanisha, that you just gave her those videos. That's one thing. But I don't believe that that's what it is. But I think she's DMing them. Yeah. And then meeting them face to face and and not revealing that she's had this relationship with them online, which is super creepy. I think that all of these people had access to the account. Like they were uh-huh. all, um, what do they call it? Like they were all managers of the account. You can have multiple yeah. account managers, right? Well, yeah, you just share a login or whatever. That's what I'm saying. So my guess is, is they all had access to the account and they were all posting shit, probably texting each other. Oh my God, look at this. I'm going to post this. Mm-hmm. She's definitely more complicit than she's trying to get across. First, she says it's not her. It's a lie. Then she says, oh, hang on a sec. It was more than just me. And now she's saying, I just did the gen stuff. Yeah. I think it was when Heather said her real, well, well one of her fake names or her real name, Monica Fowler. That's when mm. her jaw sort of dropped and she was like, oh boy. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm cooked. I'm cooked. Yeah. And then she just tried, you know, every trick in the book to try and get out of it. Agreed. And that's when she says she admits to recording the videos of Jen. Then she says the names out loud of the other people who ran the account, but obviously they got bleeped and that she only said shit about Jen and she doesn't regret it. So anyway, this is where Meredith finally gets enraged and everyone's yelling at her. They're all incensed. And this is when beautiful Heather stands up and says, the thing is... They're all actually friends, i.e. you're not, and have Mm -hmm. been through this bullshit before with Jen. We were ride or die for her, even though shit didn't make sense. I ate shit every day for her, and that's when she admits that Jen gave her the black eye. Oh, Oh my my God. What the fuck? And it doesn't exactly relate to what we're talking about. Like, she didn't have to reveal it. It sort of has nothing to do with anything, but the fact that she did it was so powerful. It was. And it really tied it all together. It was like a two-season-long storyline. Like, Mm -hmm. she's fucking genius. She's a genius. (laughs) She's a genius. Also, it's Heather kind of dropping, well, as far as we're aware, the only secret that she's got. Uh-huh. Even Monica says, like, the, I must admit, the way that Monica turned around to her and says, what did she say? Oh, I'm glad you're finally telling the truth for once. The way that she did it with a straight face was fucking hilarious. I'm sorry, that was funny. But I think she's doing the whole, like, I like, she said, I lied for her. I'm not going to do it for you. Pack your bags and go, i.e. you can leave. I loved it. It was so funny. And then the fact that she does leave the table but just walks to the beach, I'm like, where are you going? (laughs) Where are you going? Back to her room to pack her bag and get on a plane, I guess. It is their last night after all. Aren't they all doing that? We did just skip over Angie K picking up the centrepiece. Oh, yeah, I don't care. How sad that Angie K tried to get involved and then straight away Monica was like, well, you DM'd and (laughs) loved all of the comments. She was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Nothing works for this Angie. And then she's like, throw it. Throw it. It's like, are you dumb? If you throw it, the, she just places you're off the, the centerpiece. <laughs> so sad. I know. I did. My favorite part is that the ladies were like, like it was breezy, right? And they've got mm-hmm. blankets and their hair's blown in their face. And they're like on a desert island. And oh, yeah. like they're all huddled together and crying and. Honestly, like I'm watching Yellow Jackets at the moment and I'm just like, bitches, calm down. This isn't lost. 
This isn't Survivor. Like, oh, my God, it was deliciously dramatic. I loved how Monica had the blanket, like, around her head like she's Emperor Palpatine or whatever. <laughs> I never thought of that. Like, oh God, she looks like so a supervillain. Well, like, the press is reporting that she's playing up to it. I mean, what other card has she got to play? She's got to. Yeah. She's got it. It was so Days of Our Lives. I loved it. And that's when we get Monica in confessional and a producer asks her what happened after she left the dinner and she's doing that whole there's way more to the story that I've got to say, you know, in other words, watch, sure the reunion, watch the reunion. I'm sure there's not either. So, yeah, we get a reunion preview. It's a f- – did they say three-parter or four-parter? Three. Three. Monica's obviously in the hot seat. And Andy's asking Heather about the black eye story. There's really nothing else in the reunion other than dramatic music that was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch it again. But I'm like, is that all we've got? We've got Monica and the black eye. Are you telling me I've got to watch a three-part reunion with a lot of filler shit just yeah. to talk about those two things? Yeah, we're going to be talking about Jack's mission. We're going to be talking about not- Meredith not getting the bathtub, like all this <laughs> stupid shit. We're going to get a lot of little tidbits. I don't know how much more I can give the black eye because apart from her telling yeah. me this is what happened, unless, of course, she punched her in the nose, that would be cool. What do you mean? Like, did Jen mean to punch her or was it an accident? Oh, oh, I'm sort of assuming... She meant to? Jen got a bit violent. Wow. It wasn't like they were roughhousing and she accidentally gave her a black eye? Yeah, I don't know. Remember that Dana, Angie Dana? <laughs> Angie Dana. <laughs> Angie Dana, she was on Instagram Live or something saying that yeah, that night, Jen was being very, like, physical. And I don't know what that means, right. like, waving her arms around a lot. But they, yeah. she was like, yeah, we all just assumed it was Jen, which we all sort of did at the time. but We all did. Yeah, but I don't know the level of intent behind it. Because if there was intent, then that is juicy and I want to know the details. But if she's like, yeah, look, we were roughhousing and she, like, elbowed me or whatever, I hope it's not that because I wrote two notes for the reunion preview, two dot points. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm. into these three-part reunions. Well, I was sort of like, God, I'd love a four-part for this one because I was just so excited after that episode and I enjoyed it so much. I was like, I could watch this all day. I just hope that the Monica stuff, they give us all that they recorded for the Monica stuff because I hate mm-hmm. when Andy's like, oh, let's move on. It's like, no, bitch, we don't want to move on. Yeah, we don't want to move on. I don't want to talk about Whitney and Justin. I really don't. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that storyline. Like, are we going to get fucking three minutes on that? We don't need three minutes on that. No. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. But I'm whinging and really I shouldn't be because that was a fucking great episode. Ten out of ten. Ten, ten, tens across the board. Should we move on to Beverly Hills or do you want to talk about the Salt Lake Sizzles? Let's talk about Salt Lake Sizzles and then I think we just breeze through Bev. I agree because the beginning of Bev was great. The rest of it was floof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the sizzles is, and I didn't get to see the video, which I'm very annoyed about, but Monica and her mum had a massive fight and a video was leaked online. So I'm wondering if she leaked it. So I don't know who who filmed it. So, yeah, apparently her and her mum are screaming at each other after their fight at Angie Kay's Easter party. Oh, yeah. Monica's mum is blaming her for not playing nice with the other housewives and basically kind of saying, that's your job. Your job is to play nice with these women. How can you forget that? It's just really creeper do. I wish I saw the video. And then 
her mum saying, like, the only thing you did was unite those four assholes. That's the only thing you did. Well, that's true. And it's mm. that whole, like, it's almost, like, reminded me of, we're trying to scam these people. What are you doing? You know what I mean? It was really fucking odd. I do, yeah, I do wonder what level of complicity there is between them two. I know. But it also sort of like they might have talked about, you know, what are we going to do this season? But yeah. also I think then the mum tried to catapult off Monica for her own purposes. And 100%. Like I think there's like a, a struggle between them. They're not on the same page. Yeah, I obviously. agree. So her mum is like apparently in the video reminding her that she needs to be an actress and pretend that all is right in the world. <laughs> That is the housewife's method. She's not wrong. <laughs> and, yeah, and she's calling her mum a crazy person. And then she says that she fell down. One of them fell down the stairs at Angie Kay's house. And then her mum, oh, that's right. And her mum says, that's on you. No one pushed you down the stairs. What? Okay. I don't know. I need, We need to see this They're video. They're both fucking crazy. They are both crazy. Exactly. And, yeah, her mum's like, you lost sight of the vision. You lost sight of the job. Like, you're right. It sounds like... Either her mum's complicit and it's a, it's a thing between the two of them or her mum's like, you could be making half a million dollars a year. Don't ruin this for us. Uh-huh. She wants to be Mama D with like some sort of business. Yeah, exactly. But except Mama D does come from money. Yeah. Oh, does she ever, darling? And this woman doesn't. So did you see how Jen Shah was threatening to sue Heather for slander uh, oh. and defamation? Come on. Come on. I saw she did like an Instagram story with words on it from prison. I was like, does she have a phone? Like, and it's not her. It's, you know, one of her assistants who doesn't get paid that if she punched her in the eye, Bravo would have had footage of it. So therefore I didn't do it. And Andy's butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one interview. Yeah. And I'm sure I saw what Andy said. Yeah. He was like, yeah, if we had footage, we would have aired it. We obviously don't have footage. Exactly. And and he's like, why would I have a sit down with you? You're just gonna lie to my face again. Like, who gives a shit? The time's passed. You're in jail. Who cares now? Like, your your yeah. last season. Sweetie. We're over it. Yeah, we are over it. He's not wrong. We don't want to give her airtime. There's nothing new to share, and as you just said, and you'd lie about it anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is what I'm saying. Monica. The article headline is that Monica is embracing her villain status. You know me. You love me. And there's apparently a f- like these Instagram of her holding a fake newspaper likening herself to Gossip Girl and then warming my hands on the bridges I've burned. Okay, relax. Yeah, so this is probably what she's going to try to do at Reunion. That's the tea that I've got for Salt Lake. Beautiful. Do you reckon we're going to get a Secrets Revealed episode before the reunion? I hope not. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Is Reunion not just next week? It fucking better be. Fucking better be, Fucking better be is what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, Beverly Hills. The best part of this was obviously right at the beginning. And have you noticed they did it again? So the episode's called Relentless Erica. And we're back at Taco Tuesday. And what they've done is they've... They've rewound it. They've rewound it a little bit. I know. I was like, why is Dorit still there? She's left. Exactly. Let's just say Dorit's left after she's put her foot in it with fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we remember that Erica asked Denise who gets paid more, you or Sammy, for your OnlyFans. And I kind of love it because Denise is like, you're unbelievable. And Erica's like, I am. And then mm-hmm. Denise does a mm-hmm and Erica does a mm. And I'm like, is this a new name em? I did love it. And then they're just like holding their hot toddies or their cups of tea, just staring, staring at each other at in each silence. Other, sipping in so silence. And I can't remember who was it. I think it was Kyle maybe in her confessionals. Like, Lent is over. I'm like, yeah, yeah we all agree. And Erica's like, look. 
you know, what do you want from me? And she brings up the fucking kids at the barbecue again <sighs> with the threesome talk. And Ugh. we all know that Erica has a great memory yeah. for detail. Denise, I just keep thinking you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. I know. Let's just live in the moment, Denise. She's bad at this. Denise I, is bad at this. I did love this. when she called Erica a deflector and she brought up, like, the whole legal shit. I thought, oh, that's good. No one else is daring to do I that. I know that, but she did it with wrong information. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Classic Denise. Erica's like, it's not about your daughter at the barbecue because you're the one that mentioned your husband's dick first. And she's like, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And then Erica's like, I'm right. I'm right. And she's like, I apologised at Sasquatch Coffee. And I'm just like, well, now I can't get past the fact that someone opened a coffee shop and called it Sasquatch Coffee. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want coffee from someone who's naming their business Sasquatch. I don't know why. I just don't want to. But anyway, Denise is like, you're the one that brought it up. It's like, no, you brought it up, Denise. We got the flashy to prove it. Like, I'm sorry, Denise, you ain't no Scooby fucking dude. That's all I'm saying. So she goes on to say that Erica claimed that she didn't know that $20 million was deposited into her account. And it's like, love. She never said they. she didn't know where $20 million came from in her account. She said that she sent Tom her bills and those bills corresponded to $20 million from the Girardi Keys account. Yes, I get it. You're trying to lob a grenade, but it's like there's there's no yeah. ammo in the grenade. It was a valiant effort. It just came across as dumb blonde. I know. Get your assistant to read the the story and give you the dot points. A week ago at the other at the Carl's dinner you were like, "Watch the show and get back to me, bitch. Watch the show and get back to us, okay?" <laughs> it was so lame. Garcelle did do the oh shit, which was great. But was great. And then Kim laughs and stands up and says, oh, that was so nice. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Could she just not handle the tension? I don't know. Because there were times when she was sitting in the seats and I was watching Kim and she was like trying not to laugh. And I was like enjoying that because that's what I was doing at home. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it was a nervous laugh. She was uncomfortable. God yeah. bless. And that's where Denise tells Erica she hits below the bell. And I'm like, bitch, you just mentioned her lawsuits. Yeah. And then Erica says that you had a chance a week ago, you failed then and you failed again tonight, which was kind of epic. Mm-hmm. Erica walks out and I laughed so hard when Erica and confessionals like, don't come for me when you're on OnlyFans for $7. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my God. I mean, look, that's basically it. The night's a bust. Well, I did enjoy as well when Erica left or whatever and Carla was like, you know, children are off limits. And they're all like, fucking Carl, why didn't you say that five seconds ago? (laughs) Like they all call her out in the moment. I know. But then she also says, why didn't anyone stand up for me last week about Uh, Mo and the Ring? It's like, But that's not about children. No, it's about family. Oh, get over it. It was a decent enough comeback which is why I feel like the night was a bust. However, it's because they all wanted to know the answer to that question. That's why. Because mm-hmm. they all know something's up. Next scene, Dorit's with Erica. She tells Dorit what she missed, basically. And she calls Denise dumb, which she was kind of dumb. <laughs> and then Erica asks about her fight with Garcelle. <sighs> Look, at the end of the day, this episode is about the scene at the beginning and about the scene at the end. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, are there any scenes in the middle that you actually want to talk about? No, not really. I just, I enjoyed seeing Sutton thrive on a date. Me too. And I, 
I think, did you say last time you were like, I could just watch a different date of Sutton each week and I could. Exactly. That's yeah. basically all I want to talk about is Sutton with Steve. So you enjoyed the date? I loved it. I loved Steve. I loved the pouring rain. I love that she complimented his blazer and his hair. I love that they're both into true crime and karaoke. Oh, yeah, and he played a dead body. I know. I <laughs> love that. I love that for him. He seemed like they, they seemed like they were having fun. Yeah. So she took that feedback from the last date and really worked on it. He seemed weird. She seemed a little bit weirder. But then she said she's a talker and he said he's a listener. I'm like, I think we're going on date number two. I want to know all about it. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. this for her. I hope it, I hope it works. Yeah, so that was fun. I thought it was good to have a check-in with Crystal and we got some of those flashbacks from a fight at the party that we didn't see. Yes. Uh, Bits of it we saw, but not really. We didn't see Crystal getting activated. Didn't we? I thought we did. No. Maybe we saw it in a preview? We saw it in the mid-season trailer or something Ah. like that. And then it wasn't there. And so I remember on the internet people were like, why are they eliminating Crystal from the show? Yeah, okay. Because I was watching it going, oh, I've seen this before but I don't remember it, so that's why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't like when they put things in the trailer and then don't show them. But at least we ended up getting it, but it was was odd. But, yeah, we got it as a flashy. That is odd. Yeah, but, I mean, it was good to check in with her, especially, like, in the wave of everyone being so skinny and everything. Like, Well, the fact that she says, I'm having trouble focusing because mm-hmm. while we're filming and while we're together, I'm comparing myself physically to them and I'm missing mm-hmm. the conversation. I'm giving her a pass. Yeah. Could you imagine that recognising that that's what's happening? Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, I thought it was good for us to know that. It's good for us to know that. I don't know how it's going to go down if and when she tells the other ladies because as much as she's friends with Sutton and Garcelle, Sutton and Garcelle are the two close ones. Like Crystal doesn't have a close person to do a scene like that with about uh-huh. that. I don't know. Yeah, she's got to use Rob. Yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. But it was good. I, I hope she does activate more in the moment and yeah. share it with the group. Yeah, I do too. As much as is healthy for her, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It did give us a perspective on what was going on with her in those scenes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I found that fascinating. And what did you think of the scene with Kim and Kyle talking about Kathy? I didn't care. I was just like, if Kyle actually wants to repair a relationship with her sister, Mm. how does she not realise that Kathy would hate this happening on screen without her being involved? Like her whole thing is don't talk about family on camera and now they're talking about family on camera. I just don't understand what's going on that Kyle would be happy to have Kim on the show again. It ruined her relationship with Kim before. It ruined her relationship with Kathy. It doesn't mean that they haven't had falling outs before not on camera. But Mm -hmm. it's like, what do you owe Kim to have her on the show? Wouldn't you be like, I don't want to do that again? Well, it's like the first time when she called her out to go jogging after Sutton made that sister comment. Like we thought, oh, you know, that's just a one thing just to show it. But it seems like Kyle's asking Kim for a favour to be in all these scenes. I don't know. I feel like it's does Kim need the money so Kyle's doing her a favour by letting her on the show even though she knows that he could ruin her friendship with Kim again? Or I don't know know who the favour's for is what I'm saying because Kyle turns around and just puts this like ridiculously ugly but expensive necklace on Kim. Oh, yeah, you have it. (laughs) I was thinking of Kathy and you when I bought it. Really? Yeah. If we had Teddy or Lisa Rinna still on the show, I don't know if we'd be getting these Kim scenes. You're probably right. I just don't know why Kim is willing to do it unless she needs the money and I don't know why Kathy is letting her do it unless – as you said, she wants someone to film with. I don't. Surely she's not going to be that stupid. 
Maybe Kim is a bit naive and actually thinks this will help the relationship between the three sisters. I don't know. But of course it won't. I don't think Carl's so stupid to not realise it's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had in my head, it's like, are you doing her a favour for a paycheck? But then mm. is she getting paid? She'd be getting a friend of fee. She'd have to be getting a fee. Yeah, she's done a few scenes now, at least three. Yeah. I just, I kind of got bored because I'm just like, okay, you know what? We've been talking about this familial relationship exactly. since the very first episode. Yeah. I'd rather talk about Kyle getting Morgan into her devil's triangle. You exactly. know, like I'd rather talk about that and the Mo stuff. I know, yeah. me too. Anyway, so let's talk about Garcelle and Dorit then. Oh, my God, how awkward was that? Fuck, when they just looked at food on the menu in silence. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, when Dorit already knew she was getting a Caesar salad. I knew Dorit was not going to handle it well because she didn't open with an apology. Like when she was like, let's look at the food, I was like, oh, yeah, she has not taken any of this on board. No. Dorit's an idiot. I think... Before when we had that little uh, FaceTime scene with Sutton and Garcelle, they were saying that Dorit is in her bubble of rainbows and unicorns. I think she really is. Mm. And I feel kind of silly saying it because I'm in my own bubble in a way. I work from home. I see the same people. Yeah. Yeah, we're all in a bubble. Yeah. But she is unable to ever hear anyone else's opinion without taking it as an attack and then her being the victim and being the one that's hurt by those comments. I agree. One of my notes was how did this end up being about Dorit's feelings? Right? Everything. It always ends up being about Dorit's feelings. Yeah. It was cringy. I just I think for me I took the scene as like I'm a very defensive person and it's definitely something I'm working on as I'm noticing myself being defensive, trying not to be as defensive and I've noticed that the more I work on being not so hard on myself, the mm-hmm. less hard I am on at others and noticing that I can be defensive. So I feel like when I'm seeing Dorit be so defensive and it's just making me want to physically cover my eyes and ears because it's so cringy, mm-hmm. I'm like, can I really bash her for being like that? I've been like that before. Yeah. You go right ahead because that's not you. I'm just saying that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get the desire to like, if someone says, oh, you're racist, I'll be like, no, I'm fucking not. Like, and try and defend myself. You know what I mean? Sure. But like, she needs to realise that's not really what Garcelle's saying. Garcelle's no. saying that you've got this worldview that is completely different to mine and some of the things you say yeah. impacts me because of all of these stereotypes and this baggage that we all have yeah. and you're oblivious to it, which is why there's a disconnect. And the fact that she can't just be like, I totally see what you're saying. Yes, and I'm not even talking about like, the topic of racism or white privilege when I say yeah, I get defensive, in general. Yeah. but in general. So I guess that's why I'm trying not to be that person who's like, oh, my God, what a fuckwit Dorit was, because trust, we all know I can do that. But when Garcel says it feels like an unconscious Karen behaviour with you, like this was the moment when Dorit finally got that they were having a serious conversation. Uh-huh. Even in confessional, like Dorit's like, oh, my God, this is serious, and I'm like, Yes, Dorit. That's the whole fucking point. This is serious. The woman just told you that she was physically upset for two days. Yeah. How did you not think it was serious? Sorry, that made me really mad. Uh Uh-huh. So this is what I'm just like, what I don't get is that now that she feels that it's serious, finally gets that it's serious, all of a sudden it's about Dorit's feelings. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like... I am a defensive person, so what I don't get is when you're a defensive person, 
generally doesn't that mean you're a sensitive person? So if someone has said they've been upset for two days, how are you not sensitive to that? That's what yeah. I don't get. That's where I feel there's a huge disconnect. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it does and feel like unconscious Karen behaviour then. It's totally. Like, she ends up like apologising but just like saying, I'm sorry that you got upset. Oh, I hate that. I know. And it's just like, so I can see that Garcelle's sort of just sitting there. She sort of just nodded mm. and just like didn't say anything. I'm like, she's just copping that one on the chin and she feels dismissed. Yeah. Still. And now I see why Garcelle like filming confessionals that we've already seen but haven't happen- been recorded yet in yeah. this timeline. You know what I mean? I see why she's making the comments about the jewellery and stuff. A hundred percent. Because she doesn't like Dorit now. I don't think she ever did. But for now, she's like, no, nah, Dorit's never going to get it. There's always going to be this disconnect. So I don't care. I don't think it wasn't that she didn't like Dorit, it was that she didn't feel that Dorit made room for her. Mm-hmm. If you're not making room for me to get to know me and all I'm getting is superficial you and it's all about you, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have time for this shit. I can see yeah. why Garcelle's like, I'm not investing in this. Yeah, because she's not going to get it. Like the way she's like, oh, we always say attacked. We always say attacked. And Garcelle's like, but to me though. Like, yeah. No one's, this is the first time said that to me. Yeah. And she can't see the difference there. And it's like, well, if you can't see that, like, it's not Garcelle's job yeah. to educate you. And she says that. Yeah. Because I think, like, Dorit tried to rely on that, you know, oh, I'll learn and grow and thing. But, like, that's just that's just empty words. It is. got to own your shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been defensive like that before. And it's that thing of where you want the person to hear you, but you also want them to agree with you all the time. I remember uh-huh. when my therapist told me that, the penny fucking dropped. Just like, yeah. oh, my God, I feel like if I keep repeating myself, they're going to see that my truth is the truth. And it's just not like that. No. Yeah. This is what Dorit's not getting. Like, she's not respecting the fact that this is how Garcelle feels. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't realise that she can – she thinks she can win an argument by also saying her feelings are hurt. It's like, like that's not, I don't know, adult behaviour. You know what I mean? No. She just thinks that my intention isn't to hurt you, isn't that enough? And yeah. Garcelle's like, no, that's not enough because it hurt me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to accidentally hit you with my car. Therefore, I didn't have to apologise that I hit you with my car. Like, what yeah. other examples does Dorit need? Yeah. Because yeah. she, she the, But the thing is, this is Dorit. She's been like this from the minute she's been on the show. She's not going to change. And Garcelle says it's unconscious. Yeah. She does. That's the problem. <laughs> She's I know, not Garcelle getting it. Garcelle is giving her all the grace in the world. That's crazy. She's just literally saying, don't say aggressive, attack or angry because it's labelling. That's it. That's all she's asking. I don't know. For Dorit to say that she didn't mean it and that she said the fact that you think I did means you're wrong and it's incredibly hurtful. I just, like, what's the point having this conversation? That Yeah. And when the, she didn't get when Garcelle said, if there's racist undertones, that's not my fault. I mean, you know, I am white. That was f- powerful for me. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, put that in your back pocket. Don't ever forget that. Uh-huh. Did you laugh when Dorit's like, you do realise I'm Jewish, Garcelle? <sighs> I mean, I gasped and then I laughed. Dorit's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Dorit is ridiculous. Have your salad and shut the fuck up, bitch, honestly. Well, that's the episode. That's the episode. Next time there's a cast trip, you go to a local vineyard. How is this a cast trip? This isn't a trip. This isn't this is an activity. I did think that too, but at least they're getting really drunk. That's true. They're rolling around on the ground. They're pashing each other. Kyle says she'd date a woman. Mm. We're inching closer to the truth. 
I know. But then the next scene, it's Anne and fucking Marie talking about an esophagus again. Oh, my God. Like, no one I cares. I thought we would gotten past that. And she, and, oh God, she's not I, a full oh. cast member, right? She's a friend of, yeah? I hope she's an acquaintance at best. She's hardly an acquaintance. I mean, we got more of Mary Cosby. Yeah. Dorit and PK are in therapy and he accuses her of playing the PTSD card. Which I'm sure she does. Stop. Can you imagine how exhausting it would be to live with Dorit? Yes, but have you seen PK? You get what you get. And also, I guess your husband shouldn't be saying that you're faking PTSD. <laughs> That's kind of, kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of but mean. he calls us as he sees it, and I yeah, think he he's does. astute. <laughs> he's astute. Okay. Well, considering I was completely wrong about Monica, I think I need to just reserve judgment with PK maybe. Oh, look, wait, <laughs> let's just say it. We're pissed off at Dorit, okay? We're yeah. pissed off at Dorit, and we're letting her husband say she's feigning PTSD after, <laughs> after she was so robbed at knife point, gun, gun point, sorry, and she thought they were going to kill her children. Let's just say she's feigning PTSD and we are not repeating that they faked the robbery, Nathan. Well, I didn't say it. You know what? Who the fuck am I to tell you what's truth and what isn't? I completely was blindsided by Monica. <laughs> so, you know, anytime I act all fucking righteous, like just tell me to roll back the fucking tapes, honestly. Go watch the show. Watch the show. So you see. <laughs> Name them. Ah! <laughs> such a Look, it, it's been a great first week back. When it comes wonderful. to Bravo, it's been wonderful. I mean, there are probably other sizzles, but I just don't care at this point. I We've just... talked a lot. Let's leave it there. We have talked a lot. Oh, my God. I'm fatigued. I'm tired. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy uh, head New over Year. to at effing Bravo on Instagram. Not Twitter because Mariana doesn't understand Twitter. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> and ratings and reviews are always appreciated. Oh, my God. Give us the tea. Tell me what we're missing. Because I don't read the Twitter. Tell me what I'm missing on Twitter. Give us the reality Von Teese. I know. Oh, my God. I've got to go back. Do you reckon it's still there? How have I not I looked? I think it's been wiped and there were multiple. Like, Aww. you know, it gets taken down. They do a different one. I'm sure the screenshots exist. I'm sh- yeah. Okay. When I finish watching Yellow Jackets, I'll go look for the receipts. <laughs> it's so good. Have you seen it? No. It's good. Oh, I'll whack it on. It gets no. fucking wackadoodle. Oh. Like, it gets wackadoodle. I'm not even up to season two, but my bestie's like, it gets crazy. It gets wackadoodle, but the end of season two is great. So I'm loving it. I'm, I think I'm at the last episode of season one. It's good TV. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Alrighty. That's my non-bravo reco, people. Watch Yellow Jackets. Okay. Thank you, darlings. Thank you. Bye. Bye.